Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Jami. And for this episode, we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode, we are going to be talking about uh, a Tom Cruise movie where he does his own stunts and he, he has to save the world and he has to do like some like like mm-hmm. uh, trickery with, with mask and all that stuff. And and he has to do crazy stuff and run, lots of running, lots of running. Lots and of yes, lots of running. we're talking about every single Mission Impossible movie so far. Like the fuse. But for, but for this episode, we are specifically talking about Mission Impossible Fallout. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was wondering if you want yeah. to keep, go- oh, keep yeah. doing that. <laughs> I was just going to keep going. But yeah. Pum, 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 pum. No, no, no. I do the bum, bum, bum. You do the da, 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 Or do the bum, bum, bum. I like that part. That's my favorite part. All right, in that case, I'll do the bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 you you speak first. Go yeah, ahead. That's a great movie. Ahead. It's just there's no yeah. there's no uh, there's no reason to hide the fact that we're buried the lead. This is a fantastic movie. This is just mm-hmm. a great great movie. It's just a great movie going experience. It's the best in the franchise. It's probably the best action movie since uh, Mad Max, and it belongs in that uh, rare category that that, that this type of film where you go. I don't know how they made that. You know what I mean? It's up there with Mad Max, Apocalypse Now, Seven Samurai. You know what I mean? It's just one of those movies I just don't know how they did it. You know what I mean? Because it's it, I'm just awestruck by it. You know what I mean? By the stunts, the the stunt choreography, the the, the jumping and the jumping and the sh- you know and the bike riding and mm-hmm. stuff. It's 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 incredible. It's an incredible experience. It's an incredible movie. It is. I, I'm not sure if this is my favorite Mission Impossible of the whole series. Very close to the top. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, they're only in six movies. Um, only six? No, that was only like, six movies? It's a lot. It's, it spans 22 years. Yeah. Still six movies. Yeah. But um, no, 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 no. as far as an action film is concerned, this is bar none the best action film of 2018, possibly 2017, yeah. possibly 2016. Yeah. And I think it's even better action movie than Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly. I think there are more dangerous stunts in terms of like of scope in in Fallout that they had Mad Max. Mad Max had a, had a dangerous stunt in the fact that any one of those people could die from falling off a car or get run over by a car. But this one, Tom Cruise could die from falling off a helicopter, yeah. off a cliff, off a plane. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. That that's one thing. I don't know if better or worse, but that's one thing that separates Mad Max and Mission Impossible. It's that in Mad Max, at least like a couple dozen people can die at any moment. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, totally, a lot of totally. people are like, hey, are you gonna die? Am I gonna die? You know, a lot of people, a lot of some people. You know, the the, the risk is dispersed through an entire cast. This is all on Tom Cruise, man. Yep. This is all like this one dude. It's yep. just like it's flying a helicopter. He's jumping out of a plane. It's just bananas. You know, it's just it's just bananas. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, uh, David Chen from Slash Filmcast. He 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 mentioned how. It this it's got to the point now where it is an uncanny valley of like wow this looks so real now it's like this looks so real I'm not sure if it is real or not yeah. <laughs> but because the, 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 the matter is these are all real yeah the, all that's saving Tom Cruise from dying is literally a tin a tin stri- uh, strip of rope 
Right. You know, like uh, or wire or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what's keeping it afloat. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned we were reviewing Hereditary, right? You were saying, oh, did Hereditary scare you and stuff like that? I said, no, this movie, this movie, this this Mission Possible Fallout scares yeah. me. You know why? Because I'm actually afraid of heights. And based on the Halo jump and the helicopter sequence, I'm right. deadly af- I was deadly afraid in this movie. I was scared out of my mind by that. That Halo jump, it's just remarkable, man. People have argued that the, the, the people were like, I'm not. They're not sure if the Halo jump was real, mm-hmm. even though we know it's real. it's real. The way the way the movie was shot didn't really emphasize like, hey, by the way, this is real. Yeah. They were actually more focused about the story and the action. Mm-hmm. And some people s- criticized like, well, maybe they could have done like a long shot so you can actually really see yeah. that it's a real thing. Because like, like we were saying before the recording, like in in traditional like Hong Kong uh, Hong Kong films like or Jackie Chan films, Jackie Chan. if they show a stunt, you know they're showing yeah. a real stunt because they're gonna really milk that shot over yeah. and over again. While Mission Impossible Fallout or the Mission Impossible series. They kind of just casually show it, and yeah. then if you believe it, there you go. I think in the Halo sequence in particular, we're, we're just focused on this one thing. I think it's because it's a, it's, like a, it's almost like a three-person kind of a thing. You right. know, there's Tom Cruise, whoever was subbing for Superman, Harry, Harry Campbell, and the cameraman. I think and I think they deliberately didn't do like a wide shot, you know what I mean? Because they want to have a very claustrophobic feel to it too, you know what I mean? Right. Because right. they want it to be a very intimate thing because at some point, Tom Cruise has to get it, get to, you know, Harry Campbell's character to change the oxygen thing. And I think they, they it's, a, it's a lot of trickery in the sense that it's not I, they jumped like I, I saw behind the scenes stuff they jumped a bunch of times and they stitched it together right but right. in but what you see in the movie it seems like a it's a long one take shot right no I don't think it was completely one I don't think it was completely one take but I could be wrong about that but I don't think it was completely I'm gonna watch again I'll, I'll figure yeah. it out I'll, I'll check it out but the other thing is the only the only real kind of trickery that they did in that scene is uh, the they obviously didn't jump into lightning. You know what I mean? They didn't obviously jump into clouds. Right, or something. of course, of course. You know what I mean? They course. just jumped into you know, uh, at the the time of day was true. Like they d- jumped around dusk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the cloud and the lightning and stuff that were, might be CG. Yeah, that all that all yeah. that stuff is CG and stuff yeah. like that. The time of day was was not CG. It was it was it was dusk. You know, what I mean? but they added the clouds and the thunder and all that stuff. You know what I mean? So, but but it's just remarkable. It's just like I said, it's remarkable. It's just a, a remarkable, um. Uh, ex- experience and stuff like that. I was also there's a couple of things that struck me as as I was watching the movie. What it, it reminded me of what uh, Cisco and Eber used to always tell me. Uh, the one reason why they love going to the movies, why they love seeing movies, because it's a communal experience. People come together and experience something like, like that. And when I watched this movie, the audience I watched it with, it was a big crowd. It was IMAX. People were literally like on the edge of the seat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were really involved in it. I remember at the end of the motorcycle sequence in Paris, the, yeah. the t- lady beside me was just like. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was oh, just, really? Yeah, okay. she was just like holding her breath. He's on the, just on the edge of her seat, and that's what this movie—it's a—it's a roller coaster of experience and stuff. It's—it's—it's it's, it's just remarkable. It is funny you mentioned the motorcycle scene because a lot of people thought the the motorcycle scene in Rogue Rogue Nation yeah. was one of the best ones they've ever seen, mm-hmm. and this one was like, oh yeah, we're gonna do that. Yeah. Plus, add more cars to the yeah. to the mix. This one's better, I think. This one's better. I I actually rewatched all the Mission Possible movies, right. you know, more or less. I skipped two because it's terrible. But from what I can tell, that. <laughs> Rogue Na- that Rogue Nation motorcycle scene, which, which is great and it's fantastic, they go really fast. But I think some of the cars are CGI'd in. They didn't look. No, real. I don't think I don't think they did that. Maybe yeah. You I maybe really right. think they did that 
if they, if, if like, they don't CGI here, they, don't, they didn't CGI. There's no CGI. One. There's no CGI rule. Yeah, right? that's, that's that's Tom Cruise's thing, right? Yeah. Everything has to be real. But the hel- the two helicopters crashing in this movie. That's, well, of that, course, that has yeah. to be CGI. Yeah, that's that's some sort of model. But anyway, I, I think anything involving an actual stunt, it has to be real. Right. Okay, but, but then uh, all right, just moving on. But going back to the Paris motorcycle, I think this one's better. Not only does it seem like it's going faster, it's riskier because it's it's actually going through the city of Paris. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's more cars. The angle is lower. I think they're going faster. You're basing like this just. Purely on the stunts aspect. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, agreed. I, I don't think anybody is going to deny that that Fallout has the best action sequences yes. of any of the Mission Impossible. Yeah. Anybody who says otherwise needs to rewatch the previous ones yeah. and then watch this again and go, yeah, they really achieved something great here with the action sequences. I think in in the in each Mission Impossible movie, there's ma- there's one signature. There's a lot of stunts and stuff. There's a lot yeah. of action stuff, but there's one signature scene. Like in the first one, it, there's iconic wire scene and stuff like that. Right. And then number four, and the the, the train the train the train sequence. sequence and stuff yeah. like that. But more or less, I think it's the wire more than anything yeah. else. Uh, number but, number two is is the the rock climbing scene. Which made a which did call back in Fallout, right? And the uh, motorcycle, the, the motorcycle yeah, yeah. Collide, colliding, right. etc. Those are the two things. And then number three, three is... was the sliding off the building. Yeah, in uh, Shanghai, right? Yes, there's yeah. that one. And what was well, the other one? The bridge, I guess. Oh, the, the bridge. bridge. Yeah, the people bridge people call talk about the bridge. The, like, I guess, the way yeah. the way he bounces off the explosion uh-huh. kind of thing. Number four no. for sure is Burj the, Khalifa. <laughs> that is that to me is still that is unbelievable. Like, I guess if a guy who's scared of fights, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Number that's number four. Number five. It's gotta be the, the airplane scene that opens the movie. Yeah, that, yeah, the airplane that, scene. That's bananas. Yeah, and and the and the bike scene. Yeah, it is kind of funny because Ghost, Ghost Protocol, in my head, it's still the Burj Khalifa. I don't know anything else in the movie that really tops that scene mm-hmm. in terms of like action spectacular right. kind of thing. But in this one, I think what, what what's what's good about this one is all the stunts in this one are are at a very high level, at a high bar. You right. know what I mean? Even like the the beginning with the uh, the bathroom fight, the three the three person bathroom fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is the, like a callback almost to True Lies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and also then you go to the Paris sequence. This Paris sequence is actually extended and stuff. It's a very long right. sequence of it, and then it's just the helicopter sequence and stuff. There's a lot of iconic, out of a lot of like you know edge of your seat uh, stunts in this one. It's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it is pretty incredible. But and, and yeah, we we have focused a lot on the action sequences because. Honestly, this movie is just pure action. Yeah, there is a plot. I think it's rather simple. Mm-hmm. It's really more like little bits of callbacks to the previous Mission Impossible, yeah. which is like an Easter egg kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like the scene with the the hospital bed was like a callback to the first Mission right. Impossible, where they did they did kind of the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's there's all. Did you look at the list of all the callbacks to the previous ones? Yeah, dude, I, I saw a couple. Of, uh, the White Widow is the daughter of right. Max from the first Mission mm-hmm. Impossible. You mentioned the the rock climbing scene in this Mission one, the callback to Mission yeah. Impossible Two and stuff like that. There's a kind of like echoes back into the previous movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Oh. There's a bunch of I just can't remember off the top of my head, but there's, there's a bunch of callbacks and stuff like that. Well, of course, the, the direct callback really is uh, Rogue Nation because this is a direct sequel yes. to Rogue Nation. For the first time ever, yeah. there's, there's a direct sequel, direct continuity from one movie to another, and they brought the writer director back and stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. And here's the funny part: whenever, every time, ever since I saw the trailer for Fallout, and I saw Sean Harris with the beard. I was thinking like, oh, this is a different bad guy I've never seen before. Uh-huh. It never, for some reason, occurred to me, wait, it's Solomon, Solomon Lane. It's the yeah. same exact guy, actor, character. Why did it dawn on me until yeah. I saw the movie? And actually, I like this version of Solomon Lane a lot better. I, I, I think so too. I, this was, I, wasn't, I actually wasn't a big fan of the, of the villain last time. This version of him was actually much better and stuff. I, I enjoyed his, this version, the crazy gruzzle. This time, this time, he definitely has a grudge against uh, Ethan Hunt and stuff like that. He's, he's really got 
gone out of his way. Oh, forgot to mention another great stunt where the people in the audience uh, held their breath was the uh, Elsa fight with with uh, Solomon and then uh, Simon Pegg's character. Where, right. Yeah, that one is also like edge of her seat. You know what I mean? Like you know him getting choked out and stuff like that. Hit, hit, she trying to uh, she trying to choke the bad guy while he's get, while the good guy Simon Pegg is getting yeah. getting hanged and getting losing his breath. That was fantastic. It was also kind of like a calculated risk from her part because she had to decide. Should he let him go and save yeah. and save Simon Pegg, or or make sure he's knocked out and then save Simon yeah. Pegg? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I was like surprised she waited that long. Yeah, as she did. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you just punch him in the face and stuff like that, keep him down for a second. I don't know. But yeah, it was fantastic. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, that was, I don't know. <laughs> but it's one of those movies where logic sort of goes out the door. You know, I mean, you just you, you talk you, you talk you talked about the story being like yeah we're kind of whatever but yeah it's one of the movies where it just the movie just goes and just kind of go along with it because i still have no idea why they had to, why did they have to halo into that club in the beginning in, in paris is, is it because, i don't know yeah is it because, i don't know yeah exactly, that's what i'm saying why did they have to halo is, is it, in? well i know they were giving a time limit like right. from the moment they realized they had to meet the white view they had like what two hours, two hours or whatever? So they had no time to touch down. So basically. maybe they had no time to touch down. No time to go customs. No time for snacks. There, there's guys. no there's no place <laughs> nearby for the plane to land and then yeah. for, for them to All travel right. to the club. So they have to literally fly in, literally <laughs> fly in, you know. So, yeah, why not? Why and, not? And, and not only that, but yeah. okay. So so Henry Cavill was was knocked out because yeah. of the lightning thing. Yeah. How did he land? Yeah, he just happened to <laughs> wake up in time when the last three seconds. Because from the time you, the last time you see Harry Cavill. To when Tom Cruise gets hung up and stuff like that. Right. Only 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Only like less than 30 seconds. That's a scene I want to know how they pulled it off in real life. Because yeah. okay, I want to I want to assume the CGI. Because dropping Tom Cruise that close to a building without the, with the parachute oh, going yeah. on. I mean, I want to see how to look like I think, in real life. Yeah. That's just, it's just, it's just bananas. It's a lot of wires. It's going to be a lot, a, lot lot of wires. a lot of wires. Uh, what else? Oh, I also, also want to mention the cinematography in this movie is fantastic. It is. This it is the first time since maybe the first one where the director really sense a really get a sense of style of what the director. You know what I mean? It's just it's just beautiful. Even not just like this action sequence stunts, just like when the two people are just talking to each other. You know what I mean? The sequence where Harry Cavill is talking to Angela Bassett, where the Eiffel Tower is. You know what I mean? The scenes where uh, Tom Cruise is talking to um, what do you call it? Alec Baldwin, everything everything is shot beautifully, has a sense of style, atmosphere, and tension and stuff like that. It's just it's just beautiful to look at. Too. How many IMF boss have to die in the I series? Know, seriously. It's a little this, much. To be fair, it's only the second one. They keep rotating, but this is the only the second one. That, Are you that, sure that, it's the second one? Yeah, I think it's the second one. Because, okay, um... Okay, you're right. They were worthy because Anthony Hopkins never really died. Never really died. Uh, Billy, Billy Crudup though wasn't Billy Crudup the previous Billy Crudup was not the IMF. Uh, oh, it was. Uh, it was uh, Morpheus. Yeah, it was Morpheus. And Morpheus died. Yeah, he has a name. Morpheus died in Ghost Protocol. Yeah, right. And then and then uh, Alec Baldwin swooped in in Rogue Nation. Yeah, they, they, they never showed who the current boss was. It was just Alec Baldwin. I oh, right, because the because the guy he's a famous actor. I forgot his name now. Yeah, he died in four. Alec Baldwin was actually trying to shut off the shut down the IMF in the in Rogue Nation, but he got we got promoted, where he put right. in charge of uh, IMF. I mean, but now he's dead, so he's actually t- t- to be fair, he's only the second one to die. Yeah. And f- what they're alluding to, what they seem like they're they're doing is they're putting Angela Bassett will probably be in charge, right? The, the impression I got was they're moving IMF to CIA. Oh, they're gonna like the IMF is just gonna be a division of C- the CIA. Gotcha. Okay. So that's the impression I got because the, the movie, although it is. Rather simple. There is a relatively deep plot going mm-hmm. on throughout everything. It's kind of crammed in between all the action sequences, yeah. and that kind of answers any questions you have with the, with the story. Yeah, the line. movie, the, the movie, the plot of the movie is just basically a lot of back and forth, a lot of betrayals, a lot of back and forth. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's 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 not as 
it's, it, it can it can be a little bit complicated, but like I said, I it's one of those movies where I just didn't think about the plot so much, or you know, wherever because I knew from the beginning, I kind of knew Henry Cavill was the guy, it was Lark and stuff like that. I, you know what I mean? Just based on the trailers, you know, because the trailer has him as the bad guy, yeah, right? him, him yeah. shooting in the helicopter. It's it's kind of obvious. It's, it's, I didn't it's, I, didn't, I didn't know he was Lark. I knew he yeah. was a bad person, especially as soon as she he suggested that. Oh, well, by the way, Tom Cruise might actually be yeah. Lark, and I'm like, for that point, we're like, okay, he's a bad person, and also his mustache. But I didn't know he was he has an evil mustache. He's an evil mustache. Like, thumbs up to Paramount. They made the right call as far as making Harry Cavill keeping keeping the mustache. By the way, he really should. He that mustache is fantastic in this. And he really he really deserved it. My, my only complaint is that in the trailer, speaking of trailers, in, in the trailer for Fallout, they had a scene where where he like shows off his like punches yeah. in the air, mm-hmm. and in the trailer you hear the. So the movie doesn't have that. Yeah, probably, I was yeah. I was like, why doesn't the movie have that? That I was like really cool touch. Speaking of that, that's that's a beautiful sequence too. Like I said, we a lot of people were talking about the helicopter and all this other stuff, but that 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 three way fight in the bathroom is beautifully shot, beautifully executed. You know what I mean? Yep. With the mirrors, the white, the white of the the plainness of it all, the, the whole the new way to do the mask and the briefcase and stuff like that. Him in the bathroom, you know what I mean? It, it's just all that stuff is it's just it's great. And what I like really liked about that fight sequence. Which is a great Asian representation, by the way. Even though the guy doesn't have a <laughs> word of dialogue, he's great. He has no, yeah, he's he's great. Had, maybe he had like one line. Yeah, something like if, that. Even that. Something like that. But also, I like the fact that the two of them actually lost that fight. You know what I mean? They did, yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that even though these, even though Ethan Hunt has lost a step and even though Superman's in there, he's actually in his prime, that guy was actually the better fighter between the two of them. He actually yeah. won that fight. I actually like yeah. that. That thing actually carries over throughout the movie. Even at the end of the movie where Harry Cavill loses like half his face, they're like, they're vulnerable in this. In this, I think right. I, for the first time, I feel like these are not invincible uh, super agents. You know, but what I mean? I've, I've always got that impression. Yeah, even in the previous ones, like you can tell just from Tom Cruise's face. Whenever he does a stunt, you see like fear in his eyes. No. Like, oh crap, I'm gonna have to do this now. Yeah, you might have fear, but he, he but you didn't see the physical marks of it. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's just go back to the first one. The first one, he. He would call it, he, the train. He, no, the helicopter exploded. He he lands on the train, and at the day, he you know he's still walking about. You know his face is all pretty oh, true, and stuff true, like true, that. True. You know, I'm talking about the the physical wear and tear of of the fights and stuff like that. Honestly, I don't think I don't think that element really suck and uh, stuck in Mission Impossible series until J.J. Abrams came in. Yeah, when J.J. Abrams came in, he he emphasized the whole human aspect of the spice, and then Tom Cruise kind of carried along the I way with Ghost Protocol. I would give more credit to maybe Ghost Brad, Protocol. Br- yeah, Ghost Protocol and. Uh, Rogue Nation, because uh, Ghost Protocol at least acknowledges the fact that Tom Cruise is like five two. You know, what I mean, he's like a really short guy. I mean, in the opening sequence of the five four, actually. Yeah, I'm just, he's about I'm, my height. I, I'm just joking, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I acknowledge yeah. that, that he's like a short guy, and then I it was, think he's five six. All right, does it get, really get, matter? Go, 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 I think I think you get distracted. And then in Rogue Nation, uh, uh, Rogue Nation is the one that acknowledged the fact that in the opera fight where he's he's kind of like, oh, the guy's really tall. I'm going to lose this fight and stuff like that. That's you know, that's I give them more credit. I give them more credit to to the fact that uh, Ethan Hunt is maybe a little lost a step, or at least he's he's not a super agent. He's not like he's not Jason Bourne. Or, no, well, he's not I James mean, Bond. They, they, he's a legend. They, yeah. they treat him like a super agent. Mm-hmm. But I think Tom Cruise himself plays the role, uh, telling us, "By the way, I'm still human." Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I mean, they, they they kept the scene where he's like limping away from the stunt. That broke yeah. his ankle. Well, he that, kept well that scene. He, I don't think he's gonna reshoot that. You know, I don't think he's gonna reshoot that. Well, they could have had like another shot that they yeah. could use instead. But they go, no, Good we're shot. gonna keep that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else is there? But what but, but the, the whole the whole thing with uh with the the human aspect, Ghost Protocol, 
where where all the tech that they had yeah. was was like failing on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that that's adds really good. to the suspense, you know. Yeah, that's really good. Which I think for me, really, it's it's. I think Ghost Protocol might still be my most favorite. I think it's close. But it's I, very close. I think, I think this one is the, better. the past. The past three movies are very close to me as my yeah. favorites. But um, but in, ter- in terms of like more of the other action sequences, we already covered the the car thing. I did like how that ended, where he knew exactly where to drop for the boat. Yes, coincidence. Yeah. Sure, no. but but, <laughs> but the thing no. Is, no, Ethan Hunt knows exactly where he is in Christ. Right. I mean, he, he did tell us to go he, there. Yeah, he exactly knows but where. where he B didn't is. know that they were already gonna be there. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, okay. I mean, worst comes to worst, he lands in water. You know what I mean? The boat yeah. shows up later and stuff like that. That's true. You know too. What I mean? That's true. But too. I, I, Ethan Hunt, he knows. He knows stuff, man. He's good. It's really good. It's really good. Or or the whole like like wait till like the two second mark or the one yeah. second mark for the nuclear bomb. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a little too derivative mm-hmm. uh, bomb disposal kind of situation. Yeah. Or So it's like, okay. Well, I'm surprised he didn't just yell, mission accomplished this time. You know? <laughs> good times, man. Boy, this is a good movie though. This is a really, really enjoyable movie. Oh, this man. is so fun. It's two and a half hours long, but it doesn't really feel like it. It's big, just, big, big. You're just kind of going along with it. And yeah. in terms of the new characters, obviously I think this is the best use of Henry Cavill since... Uh, well, the man from Uncle and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 he's great in it. Angela Bassett, I think, is really great. She's really great. I like Vanessa Kirby's character. Oh yeah, the White yeah. Widow. I think is her name. White Widow. Yeah, she's great. I, th- she's I thought great. she's. I thought if I had an issue with the movies, I thought her character should have came back. You know what I mean? Well, she did come back in the end. Yeah, before the very end, because the last time you see her was this, inc- this really great moment where she's t- she he's she's telling him to go to London that he she forces a kiss on him and stuff like that, you know, invading his space, you know, you know all that stuff. I thought that was a great scene. I thought it was really well acted, really well done. But then she just kind of disappears from the movie until the very end. You know, well, what I mean, she served her purpose. There's no reason That's for what, her to stick around. But the problem is, if she's so good at, it, yeah, I think she just needed to be thread through the movie a little bit more. I, but but it, it's her role. She's yeah. a, we, as you find out, she's a CIA mole. You know, she can't exactly like, I'm going to go on a trip with Tom Cruise. Yeah. I'm just like, saying. Yeah, figure things out. Yeah, it's not up to me to figure things out. I'm just, I'm just here to criticize it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a better, but it's better to show you than for her, to, for her character to be uh, uh, explained to, you know, exposition and stuff like that. You know I mean, I mean? It, it really does seem like she's a character that's going to return oh, yeah. in, in the next one. If there is going to be a next one, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely 100% sure that character was like what Marvel does. You know what I mean? That you put that character out there. And if it hits with the audience, she'll definitely come back in, in a sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think I think she comes back. I think she, uh, she'll be the next uh, bad guy and stuff like that. They never did explain if those people in the club were out to kill her or kill Tom Cruise. Yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> what if he just I, kills them randomly? I mean, what, I mean, the, what if those people just got up to get drinks? <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the, the whole point of that yeah. really was what, the, what Tom Cruise told her. Like, like they're either yeah. here to kill you or they're here to kill me. Yeah. What, what Are you going to take that risk? And, yeah. and we see the fight happen and we're like, they never answered that question. Who are they, what were they trying to kill? Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> I, hey, I don't know. <laughs> hey, Tom Cruise just likes to stab people to, at the clubs, man. That's all I'm going to say. You know? I, yeah, but to I be like fair, it. they did attack them. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, liked, I liked a lot of this movie. This, this is a very, very good movie. Yeah. So, what, so, what so the, my, my one note, no, one note, mm-hmm. my several notes on why this can't possibly be my favorite, even though mm-hmm. he has the best action sequences, is the most rewatchable of all the mission possible because mm-hmm. of the action sequences. The story is pretty simple. It's more simple than any Mission Impossible yeah. uh, movie has been so far. And that's my small gripe. It's a small gripe. Uh, my biggest gripe really is just the, the, the relationship aspect. I think it still feels a little forced that they're mm-hmm. trying to pair up Ilsa with, with, with Ethan Hunt. Because 
the only relations they had was from Rogue Nation, and that was already contentious yep. in the first place. When did they even have a remotely chance to to fall in love with each other? But they're not, but they're not, but they're not in love in the traditional sense, though. You well, I mean? it wasn't in Rogue Nation. In this one, no. it really did seem like they were giving themselves googly eyes. I mean, no, I'm like, really. it's a I, little much. It's love, but it's like, it's, but it's not, but it's not like a rom com kind of love. It's not Bing like, Rame said. Two people yeah. that he was serious about, and Ilsa is one of them. I understand that, but I think that it's, it's a different kind of love. Is it a love where, of course, Tom Cruise wants to, a character wants to sleep with her and stuff? Like that? that's, 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 that's of course. No, I, I don't think I'm it's saying, that either. I, I think they're generally trying to suggest that Ethan Hunt is in love with Ilsa. Yeah, yeah I know, but again, yeah, I think it's a different kind of love. It's that, but it's it's a, it's a different kind of. It's 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 a different. It's, a diff- it's uh, the love that he has with uh, his uh, ex-wife Julia, right? Is a domestic kind of a you know nor, you know was a traditional love and stuff like that and the love she ha- he has for Elsa is a different kind of thing you know what I mean it's a, mm-hmm. it's, it's one based on admiration and respect and you know uh, res- uh it's like you know it's 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 a different kind of thing and I think it works actually our, Tom Cruise's character Ethan Hunt being paired with Elsa makes more sense sure. than Julia and stuff like. they have much like, more it better, like it's better more, chemistry it seemed like it's more patronizing. Yeah. Because they're like, let's just pair Tom Cruise with somebody who's kind of his equal, but female kind of thing. It, it, just, that, it seems a little patriotic. I, I think that it makes sense, though. It's the one that makes the most sense. Because this character is just so... Sense as a partner, mm-hmm. not sense as a love interest. No, I think it's in the same. I think it makes sense in the same way. The reason why Mr. and Mrs. Smith worked, you know, what I mean? why they get, they got together and stuff like that. It just, but then it that just one, they already had like a made up wedding, a yeah. made up marriage. Yeah. So obviously. They had there was at least some chemistry involved. Let me put it this way: it makes sense to me. It's just like the reason why two superheroes would would get together and stuff like that. When me two celebrities would would kick up, it's just that they have the same kind of mindset. They 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 experience the same thing. You know what I mean? But they're experienced spies. They know that they can't just fall in love. Yeah, and also like I said, the chemistry between you talk about pure chemistry between uh, Ethan Hunt and Julia. Just I just like I said, I rewatch. That uh, Mission Impossible three, it just it just wasn't wasn't there and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I think Tom Cruise, I think it was there based on the final act of Mission Impossible three, but mm-hmm. the whole Clark Kent Superman thing, that one was always kind of like off to me. Did but you see the last scene in Mission Impossible three where they kind of walk off to the sunset. Yeah, and but she That's saved so cheesy. him. She That's saved so, him. So cheesy Come and on. corny. It's just like I just can't imagine Ethan Hunt, at the, the character, having. Being okay with that, but, <laughs> I mean, but just like se- it feels like he's settling, you know what I mean? But like, he, that was the whole point of Mission yeah. Impossible 3 it's the merging of his domestic life and yeah. his work life. Yeah, how'd that work out for him? Well, that, exactly, <laughs> that but the point it's is, is like that a- the point is that I don't, I just don't believe the actual relationship attraction, yes, between mm-hmm. Ethan Hunt and Ilsa. Relationship, no, I, I just don't see that. Yeah, but the thing is, what, what do you, how do you define your relationship? Are they gonna go go home and what's got be like like have kids and go to PTA? I mean, no, they're gonna they can they can be romantic they can be romantic in relationship and they will keep going on CIA missions and stuff. Mi Mi six missions and stuff. That's 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 it's it's a different kind of relationship. It's a different kind of love. It's a professional I mean? relationship. Yeah, it's also it's a different kind of love though. I I I it makes more sense than anything else I've seen. Uh, in the series, it, I just, I just great. hope, I just hope it's not like a love, love romantic. Of course thing. not. Come on, I, come like on. I said, Are attraction. Also, she's been in two movies. She has a smile in any of the in any of the two movies and stuff. Right. Like that. I mean, yeah. This way, I flash back to no. the, the the ending of Speed. Spoiler for Speed: When Keanu Reeves talks, t- tells Sandra Bullock, 
hey, by the way, relationships uh, spurned off from from uh, from an exciting situation yeah. Yeah. never works out. Yeah. And is that exactly what Ethan Hunt and Ilsa have? Yeah, but the thing is, I don't think they get that excited. This is this is their everyday. You know, this is their everyday life, though. You know what I mean? Again, you're judging it through a very kind of domesticated, like middle class life. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they don't view life the same way. You know what I mean? This that happened to them happens to them every day. You know why? You know how I know that? They made six movies out of it. This is their everyday life. <laughs> but I, I think, they, I think they, the, you know the, I mean? the other thing that bugs me about it that it, yeah. it was just too clean. It was too clean a break. Like we, they oh, never, yeah. they never established that Julia was already in another relationship. Yeah. Now she is because yeah. oh hey Tom Cruise, you don't have to worry about Julia anymore. Yeah. She's in a happy relationship with somebody. I, I will else. say this though, you could look at this if you're really cynical and stuff. You could look at this movie as a purely a pure device for Tom Cruise. Just, yeah, just for Tom Cruise's <laughs> character, just to end a relationship. You know what I mean? Just the whole third act is devoted to him being a single guy again. You know what I mean? Just like hey, Ju- yeah, Julia's doing fine. He's he's got that that guy from uh, American Beauty. He's less kooky now. He's less crazy. You know what I mean? He's fine. West Bentley's fine. You know what I mean? You mean the guy from Hunger Games? <laughs> By the way, he, West Bentley, if you, you, just like in terms of criticism, West Bentley's not the best actor in the world. He's just I, not, I'm surprised they even chose like a name actor for a role. Yeah, it just, could be like any random actor. Yeah, you know, like maybe John yeah. Cho. They could have put in yeah. tossing more Asians in the movie. But besides the point, yeah. is that but yeah, West Bentley has crazy eyes. By the way, he has crazy eyes, <laughs> like crazy smile. Right, which is and it's a problem because yeah. people are going like, okay, is Wes Bentley a natural an, right. an apostle now? Yeah, yeah. It's like 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 why you even introduce that kind of thing if they want a clean break from Julia? I think it's it, it, this goes back to what I said about maybe laying some egg, uh, laying some eggs and some planting some seeds and stuff like that. Because Wes Bentley, like I say, that guy looks crazy. He has crazy eyes, a crazy smile. He should play the Joker and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So if they want to. If they want to bring Julia back, they want to bring back the apostle. That's a possible thing, I guess, because he does. Like I said, it's he's a little, he's a little too. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't, think, I don't think they will. I mean, like they even. Yeah, I don't think so. Ilsa even had her blessing. Like, yeah. like, oh, I like her. I mean, yeah. th- th- it's just so patronizing. Like, okay, fine. You want to pair up Ethan Hunt with Ilsa, and you want a clean break from Julia. You don't want it to be messy. And the movie went all the way out of its yeah. way to try and make it not messy, and mm-hmm. it felt like. Okay, and then yeah. even at the end, where Ilsa's like whispering to Julia, you have no idea what she said. Yeah. You know, it's like really, really. I'm gonna suck ass. Yeah. And, and that's this, this is the reason why I can't see this as my favorite Mission Impossible movie. If if because because of that, why do you hate? Love? I just don't believe do that aspect love? of this movie. Why do you hate love and stuff like that? Tom Cruise jumped out of an airplane for you in this one, man. What more do you want? He hung from a helicopter and stuff like that. He, he learned choice. he learned how to fly a helicopter for you. This <laughs> it's bananas, man. I saw some behind. We're looking at some behind the scenes stuff right now as we're doing this recording. But I saw another one just purely evolving the the helicopter. It's just ridiculous. He had to do like a cork, they call it a corkscrew nose dive and stuff like that. You right. to learn that on top of. Just learning how to fly a helicopter. It's just him too in that helicopter. It's just bananas, man. It's just bananas. The things that he did in this. Oh, film. so you're, you're, you're just trying to the conversations back to the the actual sequences because that's exactly what the movie does too. Yeah, kind of much. <laughs> it, it's it's actually this reaction. My reaction to this one is a little similar to the first one. Actually, you just bring him back all the way around. One of the fir- one of the first times I saw the first movie I was like, oh, I have no idea what's going on with the plot. I don't know if it makes sense. I don't know what's going on. But you know what? Doesn't really matter because it's just it's just excuse for these for them to have these uh, action sequences have uh, have this have a kooky spy movie you know you know so I don't I'm know. still more focused on the fact that Tom Cruise has to choose between Michelle Monaghan and Rebecca Ferguson and and in real life that's gonna be a messy breakup but nope 
Nice and clean. This has nothing to do with real nice life. Nice and though. clean. This has nothing to do with real life. They were about to juke the water supply for one third of the people and stuff. It has nothing to do with real life. Like he's coming from a helicopter. He he they cut it down to one second between two nuclear bombs blowing up. This has nothing to do with real life. Sit back, have some fun. Uh, also, if if John Lark, Henry Cavill's character, is like super smart, why would he halo jump into into a storm cloud when a smart person would realize, hey, maybe this isn't the best idea to do yeah. it. How, how far do I have to go for this lie, man? Come on. I, well, another thing I didn't understand, so there's like plot holes, just nitpicking and stuff like that. Vanessa Kirby's character is the one that set up the initial steel of the plutonium, plutonium at the beginning, right? Uh, yes, based on the Apostles, what the Apostles wanted. Right. Oh, wait, she didn't, she didn't, but did she I don't order? think she's, she's not part of the Apostles. Oh, okay, but then the Apostles gave it to her after they stole it? Who stole the? My question is, who stole the plutonium in the beginning from Tom Cruise and stuff like that? It was, oh, is you it, know, because Vanessa I, Kirby. I was because Vanessa Kirby has it at the end, and that's the trade off she's going to do. My point, the thing, I'm, I'm, the point I'm leading to is, if if Vanessa Kirby, let's just assume that Vanessa Kirby's character set up that steal, they would know what Ethan Hunt looks like. They would know was, all think, the plays. I think it was the apostles. You're right. It was the apostles. Because apostles had the plutonium, right? Right. They gave her one as a collab- as, as like down payment or whatever mm-hmm. to get them Solomon Lane, and then they gave them the rest. So Lark was part of the apostles then. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Well, John Lark is is part of the apostles. Yes. Then then apostles wouldn't have the plutonium because Vincent Kirby's had had it, right? I thought she had one. No, she has three. She had three. She had all three. So why did why why are they? Uh, she gave it. She gave them. She gave them one as a down payment to steal back a, uh, Solomon Lane. Solomon Lane, and she kept the other two. That's 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 that was the story. Now that, that was the point. So I'm confused. I could have swear she had all three. She did. She did. And no, then no, she I, gave I, her one. She gave them one as a as a sign of good faith. But the one that they had was the one that she had. Hmm. What do you mean? The one scene where they showed them one plutonium. What well, it was. Vanessa Kirby, wasn't it? Theme? Yeah. Or I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the underground scene. Yeah. Anyway, let's just, let's just assume I'm right for, 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 the, for the sake of this this uh, possible pl- uh, plot hole. My whole thing is like, if she had the, or if she, if she engineered the, 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 the stealing of the plutonium at the beginning, she, they would have had to like, you know, survey or figure out who. Actually, that doesn't make sense. Because yeah. she's right. a CIA mole. Right. Why would she, why would she keep the plutonium if she knows the CIA wants the plutonium? So the apostles do have the plutonium. Mm-hmm. She was able to get one as mm-hmm. payment from the, the apostles gave her one as payment for to get Solomon Lane. Mm-hmm. And then they'll give her the other two. But if that's the case, then wouldn't the plan not work because the apostles would want to keep the plutonium anyway? Yeah. So I guess you're right. It is kind of like a plot hole, isn't it? Yeah. And also, oh. like I said, my whole point is like if Vanessa Kirby's character initially uh, initiated the seal of the plutonium at the beginning. They would have had to. They would have staked out the people, the players involved in that exchange, so they would have known what Tom Cruise's character looked like, what Ethan Hunt's character looked like. Right. She, she couldn't have. He couldn't have passed for Lark and stuff like that. There's also got to be a point where her mom told her. By the way, I dealt with this character yeah. in my in my time. Yeah. If you ever run across him, yeah. Well, also, <laughs> if she has any investment in her mom's life, like. It's like you know, like classic super super villain stuff. Like, hey, who brought down my mom? Who brought, you know what I mean? Who is this person? I must know what he looks like. Oh, no, but but at the, at the yeah. end of Mission Impossible One, didn't then then she had didn't her mom have an agreement with the CIA anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. here's another thing also. Yeah, maybe maybe the White Widow did know what Ethan Hunt looked like. Mm-hmm. So when she saw him, he's like, wait, that's Ethan Hunt. Right. So so all so, the time she goes like, wait, if that's Ethan Hunt, is Ethan Hunt John Lark? 
And I think that's that's where the whole oh, thing. Oh, maybe that's right. That, that, I think that that's where work. the whole thing with John Lark mm-hmm. is the traitor kind of thing came in with with John gotcha. Lark. Ah, that makes sense. It was all set up by but, John Lark. Yeah, and then this was also by John Lark. Lark knew that Ethan Hunt oh, yeah. was going to show up, and and he knows that the White Widow knows what he looks like. But then, oh, I'm just skipping around now. Now there's another scene where Harry Cavill. That's is, why he wants to break the mask machine because yeah. he wants to make sure that she knows Ethan Hunt. Oh, there you go. All right. That's, oh, we fixed it. We've, we've, we've. Well, except for the plutonium, the plutonium thing, but we fixed yeah, that part. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway the, other, the other sequence I didn't get was like uh, Harry Cavill. Has a scene with with uh, with uh, Tom Cruise, and they're talking about who uh, John Lark is and stuff like that. And at some point, uh, Harry Cavill's character uh, says, "Oh, wait, you captured John Lark." He, I think that, I think he was he was acting. He's acting, right? Okay. Yeah, he has to be. He has to have known. Mm-hmm. There's no way he would not have known, unless unless uh, Chris McQuarrie really like gave put them in the dark. Like, oh, yeah. by the way, here's your line. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then later on, by the way, you know yeah. he's actually <laughs> who knows. Honestly, it, like I said. None of that really kind of matters. Like I said, none of that matters. All the back and forth, all the espionage, all that stuff is fine. It's good. It's whatever. If you can keep track of it, it's great. Good for you. But like end of the day, these are just excuses for the action sequences. The action sequences. And like, but all right, we'll talk about something not plot. Oh no, no, I, I see. What, I, I see that with another plot thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Ahead. There's the whole the whole switcheroo with with Simon Pegg with yeah. Benji as Solomon Lane and yeah. then faking out John Lark. Why does, well, let me guess. Stuff. Why does Solomon Lane kind of get up and leave? Like he, yeah, and like not like, say anything. And not say anything. Not no like wink wink. Hey. And also what what happened there? And also I don't know. I I've never been in charge of the MI MI division or something like that. But why would Alec Baldwin put himself in danger like that? You know, especially if there's like molds everywhere and stuff like that. The militaries don't send a general to to on the field. Yeah, I don't get that either. I don't know. He I mean he saw what he saw what happened to his predecessor. That guy goes to Russia and gets gets shot up in the head. It's you know I'd say ho. And that was at least a diplomatic mission. Yeah. I don't know, man. What's going on here? Anyway, it's not the point. But I will say this though. Um aside the plot, aside from the what do you call it? The action group, I do like the characterization of Ethan Hunt. They really I think they uh, they maybe they realized they went a little too far in the last movie where he's like so crazy, he's so kind of out there, and they and well, he they, wasn't crazy, he wasn't out there, he was right about the syndicate. Yeah, yeah, but 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 it's so driven and so paranoid. But I'm saying I think they realized they 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 take that very far. But what they did was in this movie they did something really smart. They they sort of like uh, emphasized on his humanity and stuff like that. You know what I mean? He, even uh, despite the Solomon thing, didn't push him too far. He still has a moral compass and stuff like that. There's a great. There's actually a great. Se- uh, sequence where he has a dream sequence where he imagined killing all those French police officers and he couldn't bring himself to do that and stuff like that you know and the fact that he couldn't sacrifice Ving Rhames character in the beginning and stuff like that you know what I mean it's, I think that's great I think that's well, great characterization well it, it is a follow up from Rogue Nation yeah Rogue Nation was the whole like can Ethan Hunt go rogue yeah right so this is a follow up to that really putting how, the point that no he's not gonna go rogue yeah how far that Solomon character can push Ethan to Kind of, uh, kind of like uh, give up on his values, give up on his ethics and stuff like that. But you know, uh, but Ethan Hunt, this uh, I guess did, there's no this. It was never really brought up in, the, in, in any of the previous movies before Rogue Nation and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It, 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 you kind of didn't know what his values necessarily was in the first few movies. But I really liked how they showed it in this one. You know what I mean? I really liked the fact that uh, he couldn't bring himself to kill innocent police officers. You know what I mean? Innocent SWAT officers. He had to figure out a way to get um get 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 Solomon without killing himself. I thought I thought I thought I, th- I think that's great. I th- yeah, I, think, I, I yeah. also I also actually did yeah. like that. Yeah. Again, this 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 actually this is this is kind of random. Uh but it just makes me hate 
uh, Batman be Superman. It, it makes me hate <laughs> Zack Snyder's characterization of Batman even more. You know what I mean? If you have talent, you have any kind of talent as a director, or writer, you you have to use. It's easy to make a movie where. Uh, your main character shoots up everything, throws bombs, kills, use guns, and stuff like that. It's harder to make this type of movie, you know, where you have to, where you have a character has a moral compass and a moral ethics not to kill people. And you have to figure out a way from not to kill, a, 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 accomplish a mission without killing and stuff like that. That's all, you know. So right. anyway, uh, as an aside, if we mentioned earlier, but apparently it was actually Tom Cruise's idea to bring back Julia to yes, the storyline yeah. mm-hmm. because apparently fans kept asking him about Julia. And so by, he, by guess, the way, I was not one of those fans. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't one of those fans yeah. either. I, I, I thought, I thought the Ghost Protocol really put a pin in that and said yeah. like, nope, this is her life now. She's yeah. just gonna live a life without him. Yeah. But apparently, the fans wanted more. I, I um, but, but, uh, but because of that, Chris McQuarrie was able to inter- integrate the whole moral compass thing by having uh, Julia back in the yeah. back in the mix as well as Ilsa as a love interest. Yeah. But uh, and also but the thing is also oh there's one more thing I want to mention about the trajectory of this 22 22 years of Mission Possible. It's gotten very progressive in its 22 years. It, it's actually it's adapted to the times better than Born. It's very adapted yeah. to where we are than uh James Bond certainly and stuff like that. Especially James Bond, yeah. Yeah. I've gone back like I said I've gone back and watched the earlier Mission Possible movies. The first two Mission Possible the women were not treated very well, especially Tanya Newton's character being having to you know sleep with a, the bad guy getting injected with the virus and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Horrible, horrible treatment of women and stuff like that. But in this one, it's the women characterization are, are, are fantastic. Vanessa Kirby's character is fantastic. She's very complex, three dimensional. Except you know she's also attracted to Ethan Hunt. Yeah, because everybody loves Ethan Hunt. No, I don't. Th- I disagree with that. She, I don't think she's attracted to him in in a traditional sense. Oh, I, come on. She's using her sexuality. She's using her thing to throw him off balance and stuff like that. I don't think it's. I don't think she's she's attracted to him and stuff like that. She, she's. Do you see the look in her face? Yeah, I Every saw it. Every time she sees him, he's like, "Oh my God, it's Tom Cruise." If it was any other character, any other agent, she would do the same thing. She's weaponized. She's using her weapons and stuff. She's she's weaponizing her her attraction, her her sexuality and stuff like that. Not in the grotesque way. She's doing way. the come hitter look. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's it's fantastic, and so, but she's. I, I love Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, one, yeah. I, don't, I I don't think she's acting. Uh, also, then uh, Elsa uh, Elsa. Yeah, Frosted. Elsa. Yeah. same exact thing. Being being told that oh oh if you don't go on if you go on this mission, uh, Tom Cruise's character is going to be like uh, vulnerable. He's going to you know he can't you know he can't complete the mission if you're there and stuff like that. She's you know a split second later she's you know I'm going to go. You know why? Because she's capable and she can ha- she can help in the situation. It's great. Yeah. I think the like I said, this is much better than Born. It's much better than especially Double uh, Seven, like you said. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Who would have thought? Like twenty years ago, when this when this Mission Impossible came out, I thought, oh, James Bond is this is good. But you know, James Bond has been around forever. It's going to be great. Ten years ago, I thought, you know, Born. That's this is this is the future of action spy movies and stuff like that. You know, with the motion camera and all that. Hey, it's fantastic. It's the shaking cam. It's the fisticuffs. Now. Right now, this is the most viable spy franchise there is. I think it's better than uh, Born. It's better than uh, 007. It's great. Yeah. It is. It is better than, the, than those other two. Uh, I would like them to somehow address Ethan Hunt's age. Oh, they're not going to do that. He drew a stubble and there's white hair in it. That's that's all you're going to get, buddy. That's all you got. That's that's all I got. You're not going to acknowledge it. At best, I think he looks like he's in, he's in his 40s, even though he's in his 50s now. He's 56, man. Yeah. But I mean, he's being paired up with, with women that are like 
20 years younger than him. Yeah, but that's not the focal point of these movies, though. I don't. It's not. It's, it's not. not it's, I, I think it's fine. That's the reason why I think they should have let go of the whole romance angle. That's why yeah, I, like, I, it, I like Ghost Protocol because there was no romance angle except for the fact that, you know, he was still. I think you're more hung up on it than the movie is. It, no, no, I am. I am yeah. more hung up on it than the movie is. Yeah. But, but I think I think the, 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 you the, the casual nature of them handling the relationship mm-hmm. tells me they shouldn't have bothered in the first place. I, I think yeah. I don't think it's the focal point. You know what I mean? I just I don't think it's a big deal. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a big deal. But just coming back to his age, he's fifty six now. Do you think they shoot the next one as quickly as possible? Right? They have to shoot it. Nah, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't think they will. They'll, they'll take their time. They, they're they're really good at taking their time. <laughs> How many more years do you think he's got to well, do this? Well, I mean, every Mission Impossible. He's fifty six. Every Mission Impossible keeps saying how okay, Tom Cruise is gonna take finally take the leadership role and yeah. and be on the on the background more, but yeah. they can never really like do that because he's a guy who wants to do his own stunts. Yeah, actually, he's got he's got to realize at some point he can't. This is not like Harrison Ford and uh, Indiana Jones, where he's you know they're doing a lot of trickery, a lot of stunts, you know, stunt guys. Oh, is that what CGI, it is? He's you know? he's trying to compete with Harrison Ford. No, I'm saying he he he's what he he's he can't. If, he if Harrison can't Ford could play Indiana Jones yeah. at 91 or whatever age it is, <laughs> I think they have to shoot the next one as soon as they can. I think they take this year off. I think they shoot the next one next year. No, they they're gonna do it how they normally is. They, they'll they'll four shoot, or five years. They'll real. shoot one once they have when a proper when script. When he's 60. But to be fair. I mean, uh, Rogue Nation came out what two years ago, uh, or three? So. It's either two or three years. It's, yeah. a, it's not that far. Of a, it's a it's a pretty it's a relatively fast turnaround. Yeah. So I I I think I think, well, I think it was only fast because Chris McQuarrie was in it, and I mean it's it's he's literally doing a sequel, so it's yeah. a little easier to write it. I think that's one of the reasons why he, Tom Cruise had him come back and stuff like that because like I said, he I don't even see the wire in that picture. He's, We're looking at the B yeah, roll. No He's like hanging from a from the it's, helicopter, it's and I do, I do not see the wire. And it's a, this is B roll. What it's, the heck? It's crazy. <laughs> but I don't think uh, Chris, I think there's one reason why he brought Chris McCoy back because he's done a p- couple of films with them. So that's why he wants a quick turnaround. So I think he, I think Chris McCoy actually might come back for for the next one too. I would like him to because uh, Chris McCoy is pretty much in my book the best action director right now that we currently have. You yeah. know, short short of uh, what's his face from Mad Max. What's his name? Um, yeah, him. Yeah, that guy. It's a good movie. It's a it's a really good movie. It's really good. Okay, but what that, else was there? No, that's pretty much it. That's Unless pretty you really have right. something to say. We we've been talking for four or five minutes already. Good lord, it's a great movie, man. Big <laughs> it's a thumbs great up. Movie. Yeah, two big giant thumbs up. Not my favorite Mission Impossible movie as I'm now as I'm now concluding by the end of this podcast, but it's definitely my top three for sure. And I, I'm still leaning more towards Ghost Protocol as my favorite. And then I think I think I might actually like Rogue Nation more than this one because Rogue Nation had more of a story, but yeah. Okay, all right. Thanks for listening, Jiao Ming. Where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitter J I A M I N G L I O U, and you can find me on uh, this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five X Five on my I saw that movie blog, my weekly comic strip, the stuff and junk show, and extra stuff, extra spoils, which we did cover a bunch of Comic Con stuff in the previous episode. So take a listen to all that. Uh, you want to send your comments, send it to whowhatworstwhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or through the website. If you want to show your support, head over to whowhatworstwhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find out about the yaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworstwhy.com. Now, the alternative episode we could have done here is for uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, which I think is like the f- probably the funniest movie I've seen this year. 
It's charming. It's yeah. charming as f, man. It's, and, it's, and it's I, funny. Are you like me? Never, all, never really saw the series. No, I, I didn't see both versions of it. The original cheap time, the, the original two thousand three one, right? The one I think a lot. Some people have a hard on for. I didn't. I didn't get the. I didn't see the reboot with Teen Titans Go. I didn't see either yeah. one of them. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw more episodes of the two thousand three one, but I never seen Teen Titans Go. And it isn't because I felt like it was a betrayal to, to um, oh, what's his face to to the two thousand three version. Mm-hmm. Uh, although you you get the whole like uh, during credits Easter yeah. egg mm-hmm. where I guess the deal is that if this movie is successful mm-hmm. they'll bring seasons they'll they'll do a season six for the two thousand three version. Oh, nice. Okay, that's kind of like the the, the 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 tease that they made. Yeah, I think thing. They, I think it's gonna do well. It's it's made some money, right? I think, I think it's gonna do well. Yeah. I think a lot a lot of the, the diehard fanboys who are still against the Let's Go are are trying to like poo poo this and pretty much like say like. Uh, like, how can this movie get really good reviews in Rotten Tomatoes? That's crazy. It's a good movie. It's, it's, it is it, a good movie. It's a good yeah. movie. It's, I liked it a lot better than I thought. The jokes are Same all here. there. The story kind of makes sense. It's all there. I like all the DC references, Marvel and references. And the Marvel references. Stan Lee shows yeah. up. Oh, yeah. spoilers, by the way. Yeah, Stan Lee shows up and stuff like that. I like There's a lot of deep cuts, too. Yeah. I, if you look at the background, there's some deep cut jokes. Like, there's one, speaking of Henry Cavill and Mission Impossible, there's a, <laughs> the Superman poster with the mustache and yeah. stuff like that. It was like, it was like the, the case for the missing mustache. Thing. Yeah, and they have, it was something like they, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they have Detective Chimp in here and stuff like that. It's great. And I, like I really that. think this is actually like a true success for a successor to the Zucker Brothers movies, like Airplane, yeah. Naked Gun, because it's very irreverent, wacky humor. You know, it just things just happen just because it's funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they have musical sequences in this movie, a, and I'm like, hey, there's a there's a there's a, a white cat playing a guitar. Yeah, you know, it's like, okay, this this movie is wacky and crazy, and I love it. Yeah, and also it it reminds me a little bit, the 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 single the musical stuff reminds me of those uh, yeah Disney kind of movies, but also the zaniness wackiness kind of reminds me of those old Warner Brothers c- yeah. cartoons too and stuff. Like that. It's just a lot of fun. It's they call they call they go, hey that's the tower with Animaniacs day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just jokes. It's just like like you said, just throwing out jokes like the airplane series. It's jokes, jokes, and there is, and then there is also a pretty good story too about real Robin and all that stuff. But right. but uh, aside from that, uh, the 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 underlying joke and uh, is also the proliferation of of comic book movies we have recently. Yep. You know, everybody, you get a movie, I get a movie, you get a movie, you get a movie, and they, I think they've kind of goofy on Netflix a little bit too. Like the proliferation, you know, it's on your iPads and your computers, is on your watch. Yeah, the, you know? the Doomsday device. Yeah, yeah Doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about streaming services, that's you know, what I mean? it's very of the moment of of 2018 and stuff like that. I think it it, it taps into something, you know. What I, mean? I like it. it's good, and also like and also so that works for me as a 41 year old uh, comic book nerd. So, mm-hmm. but it also works on my eight year old eight year old nephew and stuff. Who I took and stuff like that. he loves it too with the singing and the, and the jokes and stuff, the fart jokes and stuff like that. That's in it. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. It was also like extended, kind of like what you see in Family Guy. Yeah, where the the, the balloon man like fart like. Yeah. It goes for like seconds and then they go, ha ha ha, you farted. You know, it, it's just like, yeah. it's at the same time jokes for kids, mm-hmm. but then they get really smart and dark in this movie. The, the, yeah. the one sequence that I do want to call back is the time travel sequence. Mm-hmm. So so here's a movie where where the conclusion was that, oh, we can't make a movie about psychics because heroes still exist. Yeah. Their conclusion, or it's Raven's conclusion, oh, so we, so we kill all the superheroes. Yeah. No, we go back and make sure there's no superheroes. Yeah. That's the conclusion that they came up yeah. with. It's just nuts. Yeah. And then they, they travel back in time and, and then they do a sequence where where um they, they literally like put in like the, the, soda, the soda can yeah. uh, plastic mm-hmm. wrapper thingy mm-hmm. and toss it to the ocean and strangle yeah. Aquaman. I'm As like, a baby too. 
as a baby too. <laughs> not, a baby not even <laughs> as like a teenager or like a you know like a little kid and stuff. A little baby, aqua baby, and stuff. Like aqua yeah, baby, they're strangling yeah. an aqua man yeah. baby. It's like what? Yeah. Like Deadpool was scared to show Deadpool killing baby Hitler, but this movie does it as a joke. Yeah. like you literally get, as this kind of. You a can joke. get away with a lot in uh, in uh, in animation and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? and yeah. and also I don't know if you're gonna mention, but also the next sequence where they decide to oh undo everything. Yes, they send Martha Wayne into Crime <laughs> Alley with the pearl. Yeah, they go ahead. The go ahead, pearl is—it's a, a, actually a very deep cut. Deep you know cut, I mean? yeah. Because originally it was, it's just the Wayne's getting shot and stuff like. That. But because of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns and stuff like that, that pearl where the pearl gets caught in the uh, Joe Chill's a uh, gun and stuff like that right, right, has right. become iconic. There's actually YouTube videos, where, you know what I mean, of all the different. Uh, in, every time they, they show the Wayne's getting sh- killed. They have to show the pearls, the pearls, and then yeah. in this one, they, they had the, the character put on the pearls and, and shove her. Martha they just, they shoved them in the tribe alley. Yeah. It's dark. It's dark. That's it's dark. like like whoa! This is a yeah. kids movie. Yeah, and they went there. Yeah, it's good times. It's a lot. Like I said, it's a lot of fun though. It's, it's a, lot a lot of fun. fun. It's a lot. I, of fun. I can't wait to watch this again. It's yeah. like it's just such a fun movie. Of the DC movies recently. Two of the three best ones are actually animated. It's Batman, Lego Batman, this one, and then Wonder Woman's not animated, but that's the other good movie right. and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's it. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm applauding and stuff like that. It's yeah, it's it's charming. It's like I said, it's a, it's a love. It's this a, a cliche term, but it's, it's a, like a love letter to comic book readers. You know what I mean? It's a love letter to you know with all the deep cuts and not just like comic books, but also the recent uh, comic book movies and stuff like that. It's 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 good. It's good times. It's it, it's, it's really good. So yeah. it's. It's so much fun. It yeah, it's a lot, lot of fun, fun. man. It's a, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And I mean, I'm just and 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 from Titans Go, which I've never seen the show, and I I'm never like, seen it. Yeah. Oh, this is this is how it's gonna go. Yeah, I had no idea. I dude, I was gonna ask. Are the other te- are the other are the Teen Titans Go TV? Are they also musicals too? Is because I don't know. Yeah. I I asked my friend about this. Like, is is the TV show like this? Like, yeah, yeah it's kind of like it. Oh, okay. You know, I, I don't know if this is a more exaggerated version of it, mm-hmm. but but like but then I think I think like he said that the Titans Go series are based on like. 10 minute shorts or yeah. whatever so they can literally just run a joke for like 10 minutes oh yeah that's right my, my two favorite jokes the one were uh, the Shade character I don't know why they, they didn't call Slade? it Deathstroke Slade I'm sorry Slade I, I don't know why they didn't call him Deathstroke that's what I don't know because I think, I think it's funny to say Slade oh maybe that's it but uh, the actor playing Deathstroke in the uh, Slade in the make believe movie is Shia LaBeouf and they beat him up even after they tell him it's just an <laughs> yes! actor it's Shia LaBeouf I could not stop laughing at that that was a really good joke and then what was the other one there was the other deep cut one uh, oh Oh yeah! At the end, the, the giant robot Slade comes out. I was like, "How are you guys going to defeat me uh, with a, a dance off?" That's a Guardians of the Galaxy joke. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. The second <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Second right. Guardians of the Galaxy joke too. It's like because because when they get introduced, like, "Who are you guys? The Justice League? Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy?" And then at the end, like I said, like, "How are you going to beat me with a dance off?" That's it's just it's just it's just like I said, it's deep cuts. And I didn't realize because I, I, I saw the Stan Lee thing. And then I thought, oh, they got some voice actor to play Stanley. And so then I saw the credits. It's actually Stanley. Yep. It's actually Stanley. Oh God. Good times. It's good times, man. Yeah. It's it's surprisingly a very. It's surprisingly. It's a, it's a surprise by how much I liked it and stuff like that. Yep. Same here. Same yep. here. All right. This has been another episode of Spoilers. Please, please part of the Who What Spoilers.